Welcome to the Black Magnificent Life Podcast with your host, Sister Dr. Mongaza Michael Bondale. Join us now as we showcase lessons from Black achievement as example and instruction for how you can live greatly. So welcome to the Black Magnificent Life Podcast with Sister Dr. Mongaza Michael Bondale. In this space, this is where we showcase historic and everyday examples of Black beauty, power, and genius in a world trained not to see. Yes, it's on this show that we remind people of the joy, the fulfillment, and the power found by just being exactly who you are. We so proudly use lessons from Black achievement to teach thinking and action skills for producing a magnificent, indeed, a Black-nificent life. Most importantly, we invite you, our listeners, to more fully know Black folks and their achievements to use that knowledge as a launching pad that informs and activates your own greatness. Thank you for joining us now. So today's show is special in the way that we'll be outlining, laying out the intention of this podcast series, what you can expect from listening and just how you can gain along with some examples of the kind of content you can expect. And so we'll talk about those things in an effort to leave you with a really good idea a good flavor, a good feel, what's to come. I am Wangaza Michael Bondale. I'm host of the Black Magnificent Life podcast, your friend. I intend to be your sister, ready to share great stories, interviews, analyses about Black achievements and achievers and achieving processes. You know, like those recipes, those elixirs for living greatly. Why do we do this? Well, because by unveiling more truth about Black historic and present-day achievements, we intend to be a ready source of fuel to infuse communities with a knowledge and a belief in your own abilities. See, when you, Black person or otherwise, begin to glean the bounty of achievements that are authored by Black folks, you can more easily see and believe in your own greatness. And when you can also know and track discern, and then try on some of the thought principles and action habits of these achievers, it is our hope that you would not only be inspired, but also become better equipped to produce the magnificent, that magnificent life that you dare to envision. And so we know that creating, generating the life you really, really want, you know, like the one you really want, rather than living life by default, Rather than settling, telling yourself things like, it's okay where I am, I'm going to be okay. When in your heart and soul, you know you have much more to bring. Yeah, It's like doing that, being in that state of mind, standing up to those circumstances, those people, fear, the internal fear, your own self-talk, like rationalizing Theocracy, and that's what I'm talking about now, those conversations and those circumstances that have you stay in places when you know that you're headed for higher ground, you're intending higher ground. So, so we know that moving to that ground, that elevated space, it takes focus. It takes clear intention. It actually takes a mindset that directs you to do whatever is required to achieve your, your particular goal. And so the Magnificent Life podcast will support exactly that. That's why we're here. That's what we do. That's our love. And so why is that? Well, what we know, what is often common knowledge in psychology and sociology and some of the other 
fields of study associated with human behavior, we know that what you think of yourself largely defines your life. Let me repeat that. What you think of yourself defines in large measure the life. Given that, understand that there's an ongoing conversation around the world that trains the mind to undervalue Black people. If you live on planet Earth, then this is the reality that you are likely to have experienced. And sometimes the devaluation of Black folks occurs as an obvious kind of experience. Sometimes it's less obvious. Like, like more obvious would be the ongoing, historic continuation police assaults and killings. Um, some of the less easy to discern might be how we are surprised when a Black child succeeds highly. A Black child outperforms Asian or white students like that, right? Just even if it's a little, just a surprise to yourself, like, oh, it was one of ours. That's what I'm talking about. These are manifestations of the ways in which we are trained in this world to devalue, to marginalize, to think less of black people. And so knowing that it becomes our duty, our obligation, the smart thing to do is to really create conversations where we get more aware of where that's occurring so that we can look, choose, and, and, and shift. That is indeed what we find. And so that's where the podcast comes in. Yeah, we're committed to fueling minds with truths of Black achievement. The overflow of Black can do and have done that just ignites your, oh, hell yeah, I can do this spirit, that I am enough, I will succeed, and I will succeed today. And so through discussions, through interviews, analyses, through varied self-development instruction, actually, the podcast intends to further ready your mind to achieve, to win, moment by moment, day by day, and one goal after the next. And we'll be talking a lot about being aware of your state of mind. We'll talk a lot about how to create and manage the mindset that allows you to be fully the person you choose to be, consciously, courageously. When we are in that state of mind that produces our best experience of life, that allows us to be the best experience of life for others, then it shows up and it looks like it manifests, it produces what you want, like a healthier person that is more conscious and more able to maintain optimal health. What is the state of mind? Let me ask you, what's the, what is your state of mind that allows you to purchase a salad or a smoothie for lunch or to work out consistently? You know, sometimes many of us have the experience of not necessarily, you know, if you're trying to lose weight or anything like that, but just trying to be healthy. We have the experience of sometimes it's easier than others. On this podcast, we will begin to track how the experience that you have actually is a manifestation or an outcome of the stories you tell yourself in the moment. And that we are very capable of telling ourselves stories of consciously thinking in a way that generates the outcome that we want. And to a lesser degree, to fall victim, I say, to the conversations, sometimes are conscious and sometimes are not, that we really don't want because they're producing outcomes that we, we'd rather not experience. Does this make sense? I'm hoping y'all feeling me on this because, see, this, this is the kind of conversation that allows you, when we become aware to, for instance, increase your income, increase your bank account, wake up earlier, 
Maybe that's what's required. Maybe you need to work a little more. Maybe you choose to work the longer hours. Maybe that's uh, an immediate pathway to generating greater income. Maybe planning in more detail, like a budget, how you spend the money that you already have, or projecting how your income will be spent more diligently. Maybe that's what needs to occur. Or maybe you, we need to take a class in investing and learning how to generate more income there. Whatever it is that you decide, and here we're not attempting to, to suggest what is best for you. We say that when we get still conscious and aware, we know what's best for ourselves, and we honor that. We honor the information, the knowledge that you have about yourself, that you bring to your listening, and we intend to support you in activating that and to deliver the outcome that, that you want. So I am just excited and very, very happy to be with you, to have this opportunity to share these kinds of conversations, these kinds of elevations with you, because I am, well, let me just say a little bit, a little bit about who I am. I'm Mongaza, again, Mongaza Michael Bondelay, and I, I had the fortune of coming up through the civil rights, the black power, and the African liberation movement. Yeah, I was born in a Midwest community, a black community, a blue collar community of folks who are very hardworking, mother and father, just smart neighbors and beyond loving, self-reliant, a very nurturing community that it displayed such strong examples of black good. And I mean, you know, like this was the norm. I became grounded in a reality of just how great and able black folks are. I was just um, hearing these conversations about who black folks aren't and, and are not. It didn't really resonate with me because I lived, I knew I was immersed in, in a different reality day by day. And so as I came of age and graduated high school, I, I had the interest in studying more about black folks. And so having the, the privilege of earning degrees in African-American studies, African history, and African diaspora studies. I've spent a good deal of my adult life studying black folks. And what I have studied, what I have learned, bounty of good and great that I have found is stunning. Stunning not only because of the great things folks who are black and brown have achieved in the world, but stunning in that it is not common knowledge. We don't know. Generally speaking, people simply do not know how great black folks are, have been, and therefore can be. And so as a teacher, you know, I've taught everything from the second grade through the college level. I was fortunate to be able to convey some of that history about black folks that affirm our power and agency. And clearly here now we're talking so much more beyond this notion of quote unquote slavery. Okay. I'm talking about what black folks have managed to do and achieve over thousands of years of history, particularly then we are left to our own devices, when we are independent, autonomous, and are not the subject of encroachment and subjugation. And so, I, you know, I've watched what happens in the minds of people, in the minds specifically of students, particularly Black students, when they begin to know this history. I've experienced history as a transformational agent. We're going to use that transformational lens as we talk about what it is you can do, what you are capable of. This is the place where we get to look through the lens of Black achievement and see the you that you may or may not be fully aware of. So 
Consider this podcast a fusion of historical knowledge, particularly triumphant historical knowledge, with self-development practices. I was a young adult when, when my mother, again, coming from a very strong and nurturing community, my mother handed me a book written by Dr. Wayne Dyer, was titled Your Erroneous Zones. And it talks about how you actually can craft the life that you want. You are not simply a manifestation of a community. You're not only a a replica of who your parents say you are, who your community says you are. You really have your own agency. And not only did this book begin to unpack that understanding for me, but it began to point me in a direction that was wholly affirmed by this nurturing community that I lived in, where folks were preparing the young people in that community to go forth and make an impact in the world. And so this podcast actually ref- will reflect that coming together of self-development through the lens of historical knowledge. The more you know about your past, even in this time when I hear, I don't know if this is your experience, let me know, but I hear this expression that you don't live in your past. Well, you know what? You, I say, benefit most when you live in the space, the mental space that uplifts, strengthens, and affirms who you are. And sometimes when you know triumphant Black history, that does mean stepping back and actually becoming acquainted with the greatness that has been your past, the greatness that you have inherited. I say the greatness that oftentimes runs through our veins. Unaware of that, we may be subject to tales and stories about who we are that really don't honor all that we are. I want to talk about that in the Black Magnificent Life podcast, and I hope that you'll be with us because what we want to do is we want to be an informational portal. You know, that thing you step through that evidences the proliferation of examples as to how able and accomplished Black folks are. And then we want to couple that with a deep dive again into the world of self-actualization, those processes of thought and behavior that help you be the best, your very best self. We intend here at the Black Magnificent Life podcast to be your BFF of all podcasts, right? To be that reminder in your ear, that podcast that you can tap into at any point in the day, at any time of the day, and just get that boost, get that that boost juice (laughs) all day long, get that coaching, that reminder that I can do more and better because I am more and better. I hope that we have the privilege of being that for you. And so listen, let me tell you now that, you know, Blacknificent Life podcast is one leg of the Blacknificent Life Digital Learning Complex. I encourage you to visit blacknificentlife.com. Go there, subscribe, get your newsletter. Yeah, we do a monthly Blacknificent Life newsletter where we actually send you a sequence of reports about the great things Black folks are doing. Can I tell you what a wonderful source of literature that is that can inform not only your day-to-day life, but if I'm talking to any educators, if I'm talking to any folks who have children in front of them, if I'm talking to folks that are about uplifting themselves, their communities, the people that they love, their associations, their religious organizations, institutions, their businesses, there will be articles 
in those monthly Black Nificent Life newsletters that are going to serve you. So go on over there and uh, subscribe to our monthly newsletter and make sure you get that. And also when you subscribe one time, you'll get on the list to receive every week when we publish these podcasts, you'll be among the first to get them. Uh, and then there's other good stuff too. There's some really great Magnificent Life products. These are very powerful engraved messages on wristbands and bracelets that I, I you might enjoy. I mean, who doesn't want to look down at the right wrist or the left and see the verbiage Black don't crack. I'm not going to say anymore. I'm going to let you go over there and check us out. And, and uh, if you find something there that honors who you are and up-levels who you are, we make it really easy for you to, to own it. What else do we want to tell you today? I want to give you an example of the kind of topics, for instance, that we, we might discuss in an upcoming podcast. We're going to talk about historic events. We're going to talk about how it is, and I'm thinking now, I'm looking at my schedule of upcoming podcasts. These are some that are going to come out in the very near future within the next few weeks. We've done a recording with a scholar out of New Jersey about the oneness of Black people on the globe. This person has studied African diaspora history, and she's talking in our conversation, in an upcoming podcast, just about how and why there are benefits and advantages in recognizing the entire family. To give us a historical overview. And then I asked her to pinpoint an example of a triumph that we get to celebrate in the diaspora. And so we look at maroon communities, maroon communities who, wherever you find Black folks, who were enslaved, you will find maroon communities. That is community of folks who said, no, I will walk away. I will protect myself. I will defend myself. I will create a space where I will be free. Sometimes that occurred up in the mountains, sometimes in very difficult terrain where it was not easy for other folks who attempted to keep these Black folks enslaved to do so. But it's just a wonderful history, again, about Black agency about those who resisted, about those who not only refused to be enslaved, but set up our own communities and established, kept them for years, in some instance, decades, and in some instance, for hundreds of years. So we're going to talk about one community in particular in an upcoming podcast. Make sure you get that one. Make sure you listen to that one. Um, we're going to talk about some of the articles that are in the monthly newsletter. We're going to talk about Present day achievement. For instance, are you familiar with a company by the name of uh, Harriet Tubman Batteries? Mm -hmm. Let me say that slowly. You didn't. Uh, yes. Let me say that slowly to make sure you've heard me correctly. Harriet Tubman Batteries. There's a group of, of young brothers who have actually directed their interests in entrepreneurial pursuits and establishing the Harriet Tubman Battery Company. There are rechargeable batteries that you can purchase that name. And it's a wonderful way to, one, honor the power of Tubman, and two, support people that support you. So we'll talk about that company. We'll talk about how they came into existence, the why of their origin story, and just connect uh, examples of Black achievement today um, to you. Like, again, another example, for instance, there's the Furlough Cheesecake Company. Now, 
You may recall that at the end of 2018, beginning of 2019, there was a government furlough in the states and there were thousands of federal employees who were unemployed. And so two of those employees, two sisters, like a sister and a sister-in-law, they were trying to figure out, now how are we going to make things work? We don't know when the government is going to open back up. And they, instead of worrying about it, went to work about it and established their own cheesecake company. Took a family recipe that people always raved about and turned that in to a recipe for success. They are now baking, selling cheesecake at Walmart. They had a, um, last time I checked, eight months ago, they had acquired a contract to service 100 Walmart stores as an outlet for selling the cheesecakes. And it's just a wonderful story again about, you know, so many times we hear about what's not working in Black communities. We hear about what the siege that Black folks are under, whether we're talking about the economic siege or the educational siege or the uh, healthcare siege. And true as it is, there's also an opportunity to talk about how to get from under the siege, how to think differently, be differently so that we can leverage the assets, the strength, the insight, the certainly the perseverance that we really do have. I'm going to talk about those attributes, those talents on this show. I want you to know, sometimes we're looking for answers and we have that resolve. We can respond to the challenge. We simply reach in our own pockets, reach in our own hearts, use the resources that we have available to us. Let me give you another example. This is one that's really close to my heart. You know, there was a group of Bed-Stuy brothers who two or three years ago decided that they were going to escort sisters from the train station to their homes just to make sure that they, they were safe. How valuable could that be right here and now today? There's a proliferation of kidnapping and trafficking that's going on in many communities, including ours. And how helpful would it be if a group of brothers just decided to do that and actually serve as protectors in the community? You have an example of that? This is just one that came to public notice. And talking about this group of Bed-Stuy brothers could be a, a source of inspiration that would allow, inspire others to do the same. So we'll talk about that. These are examples of the everyday Black achievement that I want you to know, I want us to know about, I want us to be immersed in, I want us to bathe our minds, I want us to bathe our spirits in them, because when we do that, we really do ready ourselves to produce the best uh, in ourselves, and that's the point. Um, Let's see, we've got, uh, just know that we're going to explore books and studies and reports, you know, reading, I say, is the path. (laughs) Not like the only path, but it is certainly front and center. Let's have conversations about what occurs when we highly literate, when when we train our children so that they, when they run in the house after school, they're running to books, they're running to libraries, they're running to the shelf to get that book that they, you know, they had to um, stop reading when they left in the morning. They thought about all day and they came back home to, to turn more pages. 
what kind of a mind would we be responsible for shaping if we put our time and attention in that direction? Uh, with that said, do you know about books and bros? Listen, there is a reading club that was established by an 11-year-old black boy, I believe in Missouri. He's in the newsletter. Trust, he's in the newsletter. So you can get the full story there. But there was this young man who established a reading club just for young brothers. And I am just excited about the kind of thinking that would produce that. But more importantly, I am so excited that he is now infecting, if you will. He is now sharing that wise, diligent, he is now sharing that way of thinking with other young men in his age group. Yeah, and they're just blooming. They're doing wonderfully. Actually, they were on the Steve Harvey show uh, recently. And it's a wonderful place to point to when you're in the business of creating, building, raising young people, boys and girls, to be fully aware of their power, to cultivate that understanding of themselves in the world, which absolutely can largely be achieved, certainly highly supported when they begin to love to read. So go to blacknificentlife.com now and you can read all about them. Just subscribe and we'll be glad to make sure that you have that piece of information that you can tuck like a feather in your hat and go on about your day. So, okay, let me give you an example of the subject matter you might engage as a listener to the podcast. So oftentimes inside of this conversation about who black people are and, you know, who we are not and how we are victimized and what have you, it seems through my listening that we forget that the very thing that has been assigned to us as an indicator of less is really a crown. So what am I talking about? I'm talking about that which makes our skin black and brown, the thing that gives us color, the thing that gives... Everybody call it, but we say at the Black Nificent Life Learning Complex that we just got that double blessing and triple blessing. I'm talking about melanin. I'm talking about the thing that makes us brown, that brown substance, that organic matter in our bodies that determines skin and hair color. So I want to tell you today, I want you to lean in and really hear what I'm going to talk about in the next few minutes, because when we get that, we get that we are enough. A beautiful way, like, yes, we are enough. Seven little known benefits of having melanin-rich skin. So one benefit, this is just one. Did you know that melanin is essential to brain, nerve, and organ function? Mm-hmm. Not only does it give you that beautiful, glistening, ebony-enriched skin that just pops and gleams, humans, melanin is the primary determinant of skin, hair color, and it's found in almost every organ of the body. Let me say that again. Two people know that melanin is found in almost every organ of the body and is necessary for the brain and nerves to operate, the eyes to see, and for cells to reproduce. Did you know that? Run to the melanin, right? (laughs) There's also, um, as a side note, there are also efforts to increase the production of melanin in your body. If you don't believe me, just go Google that, how to increase melanin in the body. And you will find people experimenting and trying to get more of the very thing that 
Sometimes people run away from, I'm saying, let's run to it. Let's run to each other. Let's embrace the melanin. But two, did you know that melanin targets free radicals? Those elements in the body that have been identified as the cause of widespread damage, human cells. Yeah, the thing that you don't want, the thing that um, I'm going to say the, the poisons and the toxins that emerge in just a span of iterations that often create havoc in our bodies. Well, melanin is known to scavenge those free radicals, preventing skin damage and other damage that they cause the body. Yeah, melanin is that big boss. Melanin is the one standing at the door and saying, mm -mm, hold on, soldier. Melanin is the one standing inside of you oftentimes protecting your body from the destruction caused by free radicals. Number three, we talk a lot, we hear more about the protection that melanin provides against the effects of ultraviolet radiation. Well, you know, with global changes and things shifting here, there has not been a time where that melanin-based protection from ultraviolet radiation is more important than now. Because we know that exposure to the sun has the potential to cause premature aging, as well as various skin cancers, we want to wake up every day and be aware of what there is to be grateful for. The ability to just withstand the damaging effects of the sun's ultraviolet radiation, it really does depend on the amount of melanin in your skin. And guess what? Folks who are black and brown, we got more other people, most people um, across. Oh, and that's a blessing. That's protection. Number, what is this, four? Even, so I talked a minute ago about how melanin uh, protects against ultraviolet radiation, but it actually protects against more than that particular kind of energy because it can absorb a great amount of energy. I'm not producing tremendous heat. Get what I'm saying now? I mean, helps absorb great amounts of energy, but it doesn't heat up. It doesn't therefore emit harmful heat throughout the body. What it does is transform harmful energy into useful energy. Come on now, let me get a high five, an amen or something. Holla if you hear me. These are, again, attributes of melanin that we don't often talk about, that we don't hear about, but I absolutely want you to know. If you find yourself sitting up a little straighter in the car, or if you find yourself, you know, like bebopping down the street, feeling a little better about who you are as a melanin-rich human being, then we are on point. And of course, we know, going to number five here, that melanin, because it takes care of the ravage that often occurs from uh, sun rays and other energy sources like radiation, it helps preserve our skin. And, you know, so often we got the popping skin. Exposure to the sun has the potential to cause premature aging. In darkly pigmented people, we tend to exhibit less signs of aging. What you're talking about? Black don't crack. That phrase refers to how you see black folks who are a particular age and they don't look that age. They look healthier, more vibrant again because the skin is not broken down, prematurely aged. We look good. And then six, melanin aids in reproduction, human reproduction. Do you know that the dark pigmentation protects from DNA damage, absorbs 
just the right amounts of UV radiation needed by the body. It regulates in that way. And it protects against depletion of particular vitamins, particular vitamin B. Okay? Folate depletion. All right, not going to get too technical here. The bottom line is that it regulates uh, in such a way that protects the body from DNA damage. Yes, that's what melanin does. And then finally, melanin is now being investigated as an organizing molecule. What is it being advanced here is that melanin helps to organize and to trigger established properties that are in the body. It helps to switch capabilities to direct energy to strategic systems and um, internal hierarchies. So again, it helps the body to regulate and interact better metabolic processes. Again, not a scientist here, not in this, not in the way of, uh, you know, a genetic or molecular or a bioscientist. So don't want to get too deep into the scientific explanations. I hope I've given you enough information, whet your appetite, piqued your interest so that you can Google and find out more and stay tuned to the Magnificent Life podcast because these are the kinds of things that we'll be talking about in upcoming shows. So I hope that this has been interesting to you. I hope that somewhere in our speaking today in the time that we've spent, that you have heard yourself being reflected as perhaps stronger and able, more beautiful, more powerful than you may have perceived. Bathing oneself in these positive, affirming self-perceptions is critical, generating self-regard. And with high self-regard, what can't any people do? I say that that is an integral aspect of developing Black communities, about individual Black self-development, about seeing the potential of Black folks emerge throughout the globe. Because we do know we are one people. Let me repeat that in case there are listeners who aren't quite clear. I couldn't say it any better than the Honorable John Henry Clark, great historian. Again, you'll hear more about him who talked and wrote about how Black folks are throughout the globe. The diaspora is comprised of people who got on the bus, quote-unquote, in the same location and was simply dropped off in different areas of the world. So the dropping off gives us a different experience, and it does not negate the source, the origin, the oneness, the common start, African origin of Black people throughout the diaspora. So we'll be talking more of that. I hope that you will join us. I hope to have an opportunity to speak with you soon. And uh, until that time, again, I encourage you to go to www.blacknificentlife.com. Treat yourself to information and inspiration along with the Blacknificent Life products. Adorn your body, adorn your mind, that you stay ready to live the magnificent life that is your birthright indeed to live your Blacknificent life. Talk again soon. Till then, stay great. Thank you for listening to this edition of the Blacknificent Life Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our email list at www.blacknificentlife.com. 
And whatever you do, be sure to consciously, consistently, and courageously craft your own magnificent life. Until next time.